Hello all you super cool Kirby fans, Lost Scarf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the games to the anime to the manga and more, Kirby's Dreamcast. This podcast can be found everywhere podcasts are hosted and on YouTube. The advantage of the YouTube site is that we put footage of what I'm talking about on screen. The YouTube site is especially worth looking at when we do gaming episodes, like a recent episode which covered Kirby's Star Stacker. We had images of the game manual and other things on the screen for the YouTube site. Also, gameplay footage was put on the side channel Scarf Plays on YouTube if you want to see me playing through the game. As always, you can give us feedback on the YouTube version's comments section or at Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter. But today we're going over Kirby Right Back At You episode 48, where we will have stills on the YouTube side showing what's going on in the anime as I talk about it. But a thing to note is we are have a backlog on the anime episodes for the YouTube side because of Nintendo copyright, so that's going to be a while from now. Before we get into the episode, there's some news. First is, McDonald's in Japan has Happy Meals, and there's seven Kirby plushes and one Kibi plush. Kibi got to be in the Happy Meal. That is awesome. I am so jealous of these Japanese children. For sure, and adults who buy them too. But, oh my god, I want them. I want them so bad. Also, since this episode is meant to be the February episode, Happy Birth Month to Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. It's a one-year anniversary. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse in the US. Kirby Superstar Stacker in Japan. Kirby's Toy Box, which was only in Japan, and Kirby's Dream Course in the US. Those are the ones that came out in February in the US and in Japan. So today we're going over episode 48 of Kirby Right Back At you anime named Pupupu Rando Kanko Sua, or Dreamland Sightseeing Tour in Japanese. Named Tourist Trap in the US, which uh, that's just such a better name. It released on September 14th, 2002 in Japan, while it was the 43rd episode in the US and aired on April 26, 2003. The episode starts like a couple of Kirby episodes do, with the kids playing soccer. Kirby is cutely playing with everyone while Tiff reads a book. Also like other episode openings. The ball ends up out on a field and Kirby runs to go get it, but once he does, he gets surprised with a bunch of paparazzi. <laughs> There's flash photography everywhere and he just gets shocked by it. Some people in Hawaiian shirts take pictures of him and then they run off. Tiff and Tuff run over to Kirby to see what's going on, while Kirby is stunned by all the flashes. Tiff then sees a postcard of what looks like random things and Tiff thinks they just saw some tourists and then cut to the awesome opener. Now as you might guess, this postcard actually has words on it, saying Poopapoo Land Sightseeing Tour, and it's in English. I don't know why they didn't just put Dream over Poopapoo, but that's what they did. I've been told it's not true, but as far as I know, by most accounts, when they put out the episodes for everyone else, they erased all the Japanese writing, so that four kids wouldn't have to deal with the Japanese writing, also other countries. And some people say that's not true, but... There's too many things that give me credence to believing that, yeah, they did erase everything. Because they did that for Yu-Gi-Oh! and some other anime. So we're dealing with tourists? That's a random start to the episode. Since this show does go for 100 episodes, there's gonna be some random premises, right? And this is gonna be one of them right here. After the opener, we see a bunch of people in Hawaiian shirts taking pictures of everything. Kirby cutely joins the kid tourist, because of course he does. And in the Japanese version, we see Gengu selling merch to the tourists, and there's some fun items like masks, keychains, mugs, thermometers and a Kirby and Tiff toys from the Abusement Park episode. The mayor comes into town and enjoys the cameras and asks Gengu what's going on. Pretty random for the mayor to not know what's going on and asking the local toy maker, but Gengu says it's a bunch of tourists, so there we go. Tuff then notices something and notifies Tiff. Looks like King Dedede does in fact have a tour bus. King Dedede then comes out and tells them he made Dreamland a tourist destination with the intention of being rich. But here's the thing, isn't King Dedede already rich? Also, the mayor and Tiff don't like that they weren't consulted, but King Dedede doesn't care. And in the Japanese version, he calls himself a dictator, which, yeah, that's what he is. Then we get the present surprise of seeing Waddle Doo again. That's right, Waddle Doo got two episodes in a row. 
Waddle Dude comes out of the bus and translates between the tourists and Escargoon. I'm happy to see more Waddle Dude because I, I like Waddle Dude a lot. Also, here's something very awesome in the Japanese version. In the US version, he just speaks gibberish, but in the Japanese version, Waddle Dude speaks in Wanyas. That is so great, I love that so much. So it turns out the tourists want to eat before they ride around, so King Dedede brings them to Chef Kawasaki's. Chef Kawasaki reads what the tourists request, but he doesn't know how to cook any of that stuff. So King Dedede and Escargoon tell him to make whatever because they won't notice the difference, and Chef Kawasaki admits that's the advantage of flavorless cooking. Jeez, man, have some pride! Of course, the Japanese version is a little different. He says he can't make all these dishes, and they tell him to just make it, and that cooking fast is the only strong point he has. So Chef Kawasaki is happy to have a full house to cook for. So it's interesting to see that difference in episode versions. Like, the US version is going for a joker with how bad Chef Kawasaki's food is, while the Japanese version is just being straightforward about it. We then see Chef Kawasaki cook a variety of dishes, and the Waddle Dees bring them out, and moments later, all the tourists leave while looking queasy. <laughs> oh dear, they're like coughing and stuff. Poor tourists. King Dedede thinks they should maybe give them a tour of the emergency room. And this is funny, but wow, you're not going to make a lot of money if you poison your customers, King Dedede. No way. After that, we get a quick cut of Kirby cutely eating some ramen and meatballs from the restaurant. That boy has an iron stomach. It's an interesting fast cut they did there for comedy. Something we haven't seen that often in the show, really, but we see it here and a couple other experimental ideas, so that's kind of cool. Now here's an interesting thing, though. That scene does look familiar if you've seen the anime. It's actually taken from episode 34, A Recipe for Disaster, when Chef Shiitake comes to town to make Chef Kawasaki cook and Kirby eats all the dishes. So that was an interesting thing to see, just recycled animation. The tourists then get on the bus and Kirby rushes on, and as they're about to leave, Chef Kawasaki runs out saying no one left any money, and Escargoon yells he doesn't even deserve a tip. Ouch! So there are two running gags here, by the way. Everywhere they go, Kirby is playing with the tourist kids, and every time the bus fills up, a lady is late to getting on the bus and is on a rush to get on. So she does that right here, as Kawasaki's trying to get paid. The tour then goes to Professor Curio's place, and they make it a museum. Well, they tell them it's a museum, while it's just Curio's house. And unfortunately for him, fun stuff happens. So, Professor Curio is trying to explain that he has this toilet bowl from the ancient times, and a tourist just drops it. And he rushes to try to catch it, but he fails and it breaks on his head. And then he says, years of toilet restoration flushed away. Badumtish, oh my god. Another lady breaks an important vase, and then we see random kids break more relics, and Kirby happily joins them and breaks a relic too. It's cute, but messed up. This is a very bad day for Professor Curio. And he says he bets ancient Cappy civilization was destroyed by tourists. Maybe. Maybe. Cut to the tourists being at Mabel's place, and she foresees lots of chaos in their future, and Kirby and the kid tourists he's been playing with this whole time are running around like, well, kids. They then try to grab her crystal ball, and she yells at the kids to not touch the ball. Escargoon then asks her to slap on a smile, and she says she sees a slap in his future. Dang. After this is a scene removed from the US version, and you can guess why. The tourists go to the jail, and they take pictures with Doron in the jail. Chief Bookham's just confused, and he asks when did Doron become a celebrity? So that obviously was cut for time, and also just like, well, that's weird. <laughs> the tourists then leave to the next tourist spot, and Tiff notices they've left garbage all over the place. The mayor says Kirby will suck up all the garbage up, and Tiff says he's a warrior, not a garbage collector, and wonders where he went. It's weird that the people forget Kirby may be a vacuum, but he only vacuums food. They tried to have him vacuum garbage, but that doesn't work out. He doesn't like eating garbage. By the way, the tourist lady is late to the bus again for the second time so far. And yeah, I'm keeping count just cuz. Also in the Japanese version, the mayor's just okay with all the trash as long as they improve the town monetarily, but Tiff's not okay with that. Tiff also wonders where's Kirby and Tuff in the Japanese version, while the US version only wonders where Kirby is. 
We then see Escar Goon and Model Dew give a tour of the land while we see all the tourists on the bus. Kirby's sleeping next to the kid tourists, and Tuff is randomly there too. When did Tuff get there? Was he napping on the bus the whole time? Also, we see a Waddle Dee as the bus driver, because of course that would be the case. We learn from the tour, by the way, that Dreamland's top crop is watermelons, which of course it is. We also learn that King Dedede is trying to impress these tourists to get a 3-star rating on the Nightmare Enterprises travel guide. So okay, that makes more sense. Also in the Japanese version, he goes further and says he's going to spend all the money they make on monsters. Makes even more sense. They then arrive at the coast, and Kine says hello, and King Dedede throws Kirby into the ocean to make Kine do something interesting for the tourists. But all Kirby does is cutely float in the water with Kine, and Kine asks about Tiff, and the tourists just aren't interested at all. Kine says he's waiting for another date with Tiff with baited gills, and yeah, of course he is. So let's talk about Tiff and Kine a second. Some in the community think it's creepy because Tiff is a kid, but how old is Kine? Maybe he's also a kid and a dork, and this is just young love comedy. I'm just gonna hope that's the case, really. Like, let's just go with that. Let's just go with these are two kids, and Kine's a dork. I'm going with that. So the tourists are bored of just seeing Kirby float in the water with Kine, and Kine waves by and asks Kirby to say hello to Tiff for him as the bus drives away, and the lady's late for the third time. Next, the tour goes to Dinoblade's place, and we get to see Dinochick again. It's kind of cool that we see lots of random characters again in this episode, we haven't seen some in a while. And the tourists take a bunch of pictures which distresses Dinochick and makes Dinoblade attack. So of course they escape on the bus, and the lady's late again for the fourth time. And we get a chase sequence as Dinoblade's following them, and eventually the bus crashes and they roll downhill for a whole 23 seconds. Going down a bunch of mountains, their eggs should be getting scrambled. Everyone should be dead from this, but of course they're not. And during that, we see everyone spinning on the bus, and of course Kirby is cute and having a fun time while everyone else is kind of scared of dying. <laughs> the bus then finally lands on its tires and keeps running, and King Dedede says the brakes aren't working, and they end up going up on a rock ramp and flying far. This episode is insane! After 15 seconds of falling, 15 seconds of animation of them falling, they crash land into the forest and everyone's just knocked over while Kirby's happily on the top of the pile. Then all the tourists happily clap and Waddle Doo translates that they want to do it all over again. It was just so fun for them and King Diddy wants none of that. <laughs> but fortunately for King Diddy, it's getting late and cut to everyone having dinner at the castle. And the castle's all dressed up too for a party. We then see Waddle Doo with a chef hat leading an army of Waddle Dees with plates of food, and that's just cute to see. Then we see everyone having dinner in the main hall. We then learn that tomorrow's schedule will be they're going to visit Kabu Valley, Wispy Woods, and lastly, an active volcano. Oh, yeah, this is all going to go very well. The tourists are concerned it's going to be super boring again, though, and they only like the last bit, so they hope the next day will be even more like the last bit. Tiff comments that they shouldn't be surprised since Capitown isn't that interesting. Escargoon then tells the tourists they can sleep in any room they want, and Tiff says, what was that? And quick cut to Tiff and her family camping in the courtyard for the night. Tiff's not happy about it, of course, but her parents actually find the camping relaxing. Tiff is, of course, surprised by this, and in the Japanese version, her parents think maybe they'll become celebrities, and they post her pictures with the tourists. This episode is really interesting. It does a lot of rapid-fire humor, which works for the most part. Not always, but for the most part. We then see King Dedede talk to the salesman of Nightmare Enterprises, and he needs something to make the next day more exciting. So they summon a new monster, and it's a little orb? The salesman tells him it's called Flame Feeder, and that the more heat it gets, the more powerful it gets, and that it'll be great to use on Kirby. The Japanese name for the orb is Fire Jelly, and that name's gonna make a lot more sense in a couple minutes. Then after that meeting, King Dedede and Escargoon go to King Dedede's room, and they encounter Kirby and the tourist kids playing in his room. They start throwing a bunch of stuff around and they throw stuff at King Dedede when he yells at them, and then they throw a big heavy boombox at them, and it crushes them. 
It's pretty funny to see them knocked over, I just like that hilariously. Escargoon then comments that he bit his tongue, which also makes it funnier. Kirby is just being a little terror this episode for sure, and it's just cute. The next morning, King Dedede and Escargoon enlist Tiff as a tour guide. This shocks her and Tuff, of course, but then we realize why. They're too tired because they didn't get any sleep last night because of the tourists. Tiff then sees this as a great opportunity. They'll make the trip so boring that the tourists will never want to come back. We then get Tiff in a cute tour guide outfit, and that's cool. First they go to Kaboo's place, and we see them climbing all over him. The tourists do a bunch of dumb stuff like toss coins in his eyes and draw all over him. That's some pretty bad blasphemy since Kaboo is like a mystic godly entity for the Cappies. Waddle Dude then translates for the tourists that Tiff should chill out since this is what they do to every place they visit, and that's pretty messed up. These are some rude as heck tourists. Then again, they are through Nightmare Enterprises, so no surprise. Tiff apologizes and promises to clean up Kaboo when she returns later, and Kaboo comments that he could use some moisturizer. That's obviously a joke, but I don't get the joke. I guess because he's a big hard thing? I don't get it. I really don't. The Japanese joke's a little better because he says he foresaw it coming, which, yeah, that gave me a chuckle. Tiff then changes plans to go to the volcano next because she doesn't want to go to destroy Wispy Woods, and that's a good call, Tiff. That really is. Also, this helps push the story forward towards the big finale fight because, yeah, not a lot's been going on. So the volcano is called the Booma Duma Volcano, which is a great name, I think. Japanese version is Gilauea, which is not as cool a name. I think it's because, like, Kilauea, but yeah, not as cool. Not as cool. We then see Tuff make a bunch of ice coolers for the tourists because it's so extremely hot at the top of volcanoes. And we see Kirby play with the tourist kids on the bus earlier and again at the volcano. He's having a great time. He really is. And they're just running around the volcano and it's pretty dangerous for kids. Honestly, this is like Darwin's shelf here. If those kids fell in the volcano, that'd be really bad. There's no guardrails. It's an active volcano. This thing can kill anyone there. It should be cooking them now because volcanoes are actually really hot, but I guess everyone's pretty tough in this universe. So the tourists complain, it's just too boring to be there. And then King Dedede starts firing off fireworks with Escargoon. This excites all the tourists and Kirby, but concerns Tiff and Tuff who think King Dedede is probably up to something. And they're not wrong. Then King Dedede drops the flame feeder orb into the volcano and it transforms into a giant 3D lava jellyfish? The monster scares everyone away and goes to attack the tourists. But Kirby goes for the suck and becomes... Fire Kirby! Then Tiff calls for the Warp Star and we see Kaboo is perfectly clean as he shoots out the Warp Star. By the way, the Japanese version is superior for one reason, one reason only. And that is, Kirby's Air Ride song Checker Knights plays when Kirby transforms to Fire Kirby and it fits really well with the scene. Really, really well. I just, you just gotta see in Japanese for this part. It's done pretty good. Kirby then flies and dodges a bunch of attacks and fires his blast at the monster, but all he's doing is making it stronger because it feeds on fire. Eventually, Tiff and Tuff notice that Kirby's flame is getting exhausted, and we see small flame Kirby. Eventually, Kirby gets blasted off the Warp Star and he loses his power. Poor baby. Tiff then realizes ice is the way to go, and her and Tuff launch their ice canisters at Kirby, but it all melts mid-air. So what I'll do then tells all the tourists to throw their ice at Kirby. Finally, some ice gets through the heat, and Kirby becomes Ice Kirby. Now Kirby has advantage in the battle. With the power of ice, he completely shrinks the monster and then does something only anime Kirby can do. He vacuums up the monster while still having the ice ability and spits them out as a pile of ice and then kicks the pile into pieces. That is a brutal ass kill. Note to self, when we finish all 100 episodes, we need to do a ranking of all of Kirby's most brutal kills. Cause oh my god. The pieces then land on King Didi and Escargoon and the tourists clap. Well deserved, isn't it? Well deserved. Then the next day comes and they get the review from the tourists. And we should have Escargoon tell the review himself. So just, yeah, right here, Escargoon talking. Jinx, right here. 
of course, yeah. The service stunk and the food was worse. What a boring vacation. It would have been more exciting to stay at home and watch Milan grow. That castle's a pig's tie, and you ought to get rid of that blimpy blue tour guide. The only decent part of the trip was meeting Kirby. Well, at least all the reviews were unanimous. Youch! That's a m rough review. By the way, King Diddy and Eskergoon are covered in bandages? Then King Diddy calls enemy to give him his next tour group, and the salesman says no, they're Snoozeville. So King Diddy just angrily takes it. Kirby Tiff and Tuff were listening in on this the whole time, and then they're happy to hear that they're not going to get any more tourists, and they have a high five. The end. So that was a really wild random episode, right? It wasn't great or bad though, in the end it was just somewhere in the middle of the pack. Or like, okay, low middle. Still, I did have some fun with it, too bad the tourists were so terrible to Dreamland. Tourists really can be that bad though. Just look at my national parks. So I don't know if anyone really enjoys this section, but I do, so let's go over the episode from Kirby's perspective. Soccer! Ball! Ah! Flashing lights! Paparazzi everywhere! Ah! More flashing lights! Hey, new kids to play with! Playing, playing! Hey, lots of food from that big chicken nugget guy! Yum! Getting on the bus! Breaking things with new friends! Playing around Mabel's place! Getting on the bus again! Nap time! Playing on the bus! We're at the beach! I can't wait to play with the- Ah! Water! Hey, it's Jeff's boyfriend! Oh no, don't leave without me, bus! Hey, Dinah Chick! Oh, back on the bus already? Wow, this is a really fun tilt and tumble we're having, huh? I really enjoyed the ride. Dinner at the castle. Yeah, let's wreck all of King Diddy's stuff. Next morning. Back on the bus and Big Sis Tiff is guiding us now. Playing in the bus some more. Let's run around in a circle at the volcano. Oh, fireworks, how fun. Oh no, monster, we better run. Okay, Big Sis Tiff, I got this. <gasps> that was, that was me inhaling. Eat fire. Oh no, they ate all the fire. Ouch. Oh, good idea. Ice me. Eat ice. Wow, they shrunk. Time to do what I've never thought of doing before and suck up that monster and freeze the monster. Oh, I made a big ice ball. Kick! Well, I had fun with those kids, but it's best if they don't come back. High five! The end. So, yeah, Kirby had a very, very fun two days. An extremely fun two days. Like, he almost died, but he had a really fun two days. Now, next episode in the anime is Cartoon Buffoon, and that's going to be a wild ride. I, of course, need to mention the artist collaboration version on that, too. That's going to be very interesting. I guess I should talk about the controversy on that as well. There was a whole lot going on with that. But next episode of the podcast will likely be Kirby's third light novel, while I also work in the background on Kirby's Dream Land 3. Gotta work on that. That's going to be a lot of gameplay and stuff, and it's going to be a lot of work. But just letting you know, I'm going to start working on that. So that's it for this episode. Please share us with your friends. The more listeners we get, the better it is, because there's more people talking about Kirby, more people talking with each other, more people talking with us. And that's just awesome, because there are multiple reasons why you make content. And one of them is to entertain people and to build a community. And I would love to have more people entertained, more people coming here to see the episodes or listen to them. Because that means we're making progress. Because I want to be the Kirby guy. It's going to be a very long road because Failboat exists. But I want to be a big name in Kirby because I love Kirby so much and I want to log everything about Kirby. I'm a bit slow about it because I'm only doing one episode a month. But there is just so much to do. And uh, there's just, I just, I have a life. That's the problem. <laughs> so that's it. I had fun. I hope you had fun watching and or listening. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by and see you next time. And of course, Poyo. <laughs>